Hey everyone, welcome in to a, another daily editorial here on the KE Report. We're going to get Dana Lyons, fund manager based out of Chicago, his insights into a wide range of markets, how he is actively trading these markets. And Dana, I have to say, you've been calling these markets very well during the bear market a few years ago, and then also playing this run up in the broad averages, as well as international markets that have done well with you. Let's start off with the broad averages. Look, we, we saw a little bit of weakness this week, but today as we're recording this on Thursday, boy, oh boy, we're seeing a pop higher in the broad averages. The S&P is up almost 2% today. The NASDAQ is up almost 3%. This is on the back of some strong earnings out of NVIDIA. Dana, overall, we keep hearing about just how long this run has gone in the U.S. markets, how we need some weakness. It seems like any weakness is pretty quickly bought back up. Where do you think these markets go? Is there still room to the upside? Yeah, thanks, Corey. I think probably the, the fact that any dip is pretty quickly bought up is testament to the fact that there's probably further upside. You've got that demand still embedded that is kind of preventing any deeper correction from happening. And that's obviously a, uh, a positive thing until it gets to the point where it's uh, kind of overdone and uh, uh, gets too frothy and sentiment, investor sentiment gets overly bullish. And I don't think we're at that point yet. I think coming into the year, maybe the rally got a little bit ahead of itself in the fourth quarter, uh, got a little bit extended and was certainly, especially from a sentiment, short-term sentiment perspective, could stand for some consolidation or a little bit of a breather. And we saw right at the start of the year, we saw a little downturn. And I think the bears jumped on that immediately, calling for, you know, the end of the road. And then we bounced back. And then we've seen a couple dips along the way, including last uh, week, the day before Valentine's Day, had kind of had our own Valentine's Day massacre. And, and the bears jumped on that as evidence of maybe the, the end of the road. But we bounce back again. So the fact that you're you're hearing, at least anecdotally, the bears really growling loudly at every little dip in the road, I think maybe that's a testament to the fact that they are probably looking for a top more than they should be right now. And that probably means that we've got further to go. So our models, our data has uh, pretty much stayed the same. You know, it got uh, a little bit extended, like I said, going into the first of the year. But uh, it's behaved, uh, our, our, our indicators have behaved very well throughout the last six, seven weeks of consolidation, you know, ups and downs. Some of our key indicators were held there, held in there pretty firmly. So uh, in our view, we have more to go on the in the intermediate term over the next uh, maybe couple months or so. So we haven't gotten that concern. We haven't been chasing things higher, but in the dips, we've been uh, continuing to look for areas to add long exposure as, uh, again, uh, we think there is further upside until our models, until our data says that's likely uh, all she wrote. Uh, we'll keep looking to uh, add further exposure to the upside. Well, Dana, let's dive down into some of those individual sectors that you're looking at. And we were talking about in the overall market breadth that there's still some areas that are showing some relative strength under the surface that you're looking at. And there's some other areas that you think maybe have more room to run that aren't as widely followed. You mentioned a couple smaller ETFs to us. Is there any like subsectors within the market that you're looking at for some traction? 
Yeah, so we saw coming into the uh, into the year, we saw good leadership uh, and good performance in the smaller cap and the broader area of the market. And um, in terms of our investments philosophy, that's that, that's a key component to it. When we uh, want to be aggressively long, that means a broad array of stocks, uh, very good breadth, very good participation among the uh, broader market is is uh, underway and. That's where we want to be aggressive. Uh, so we want to see continued participation in that broad market in the small caps, which have begun to lag again. Uh, you know, since the beginning of the year, the good thing is our data has held up firm so far, and those uh, small and broader averages have held at least uh, initial support levels. So they haven't shown any signs of breaking down. They're just working off some of that frost from the fourth quarter and uh, waiting. And we're hoping to see them assume that leadership mantle again, and that would uh, really have us even more aggressively bullish uh, in the intermediate term. And mentioned to you off mic a couple um, specific areas, small and mid-cap pure value indices, uh, especially the small cap pure value index we found among uh, specific indices has is one of the better uh, kind of markers of uh, risk on versus risk off. So the ticker for the uh, ETF would be RZV. And uh, when that thing is moving higher, it's a it's a really uh, a consistent, reliable sign of risk on and vice versa when it's moving lower. So uh, as opposed to the Russell 2000, which is well off the all-time highs, we do see the RZV consolidating up near all-time highs. Our FV, the mid-cap, did break out to all-time highs and is consolidating there. Uh, over the last few weeks, they've kind of lagged a little bit, or at least maybe since the beginning of the year. So those are two areas we like to see uh, re-engage as well as far as uh, a leadership role in this rally. Uh, and if that, that happens, again, that would just, uh, I guess, embolden our uh, bullish stance right now. So right now, I guess, long story short, We've seen uh, uh, some of the broader market begin to lag again since the beginning of the year, but nothing, uh, no breakdowns, more or less probably just a sign of uh, some consolidation, working off some of that uh, fraud that was built up in the fourth quarter. And uh, we think our assumption is getting ready for that next leg higher in the intermediate term. Okay. Hey, that says a lot there, Dana. Let's take a look at a couple other sectors, one that you know our audience likes to follow. That's gold miners let's look at something like gdx gdx had a nice run in q4 last year october it made a low ran up to the beginning of the year and in about this two months it's given back a lot pretty much all of those gains how are you playing gdx yeah so as you know we've had a uh, small long position in uh in gdx as well as some uh, silver miners for a while because we are very bullish on uh, the case for gold. We do think gold, uh, the metal breaks out to the upside and does put in another substantial up leg in the bull market. That should drag the miners up along with it. Uh, obviously, the miners have been a little bit more frustrating uh, investment of late, kind of moving sideways uh, over the last uh, really five years or so. They've had a hard time getting anything substantial going or sustainable. Like you said, they've had some uh, nice uh, rallies here and there, fits and starts, but really haven't gone anywhere. So it's been a frustrating, certainly been a frustrating position to have. So we're, we're holding 
but like I mentioned, holding uh, smaller positions in the gold and silver miners more or less as like a call option for when gold does break out and start uh, starts to run higher, it should should lift those ships and the entire uh, precious metals complex. So that's where we're at. Silver miners uh, specifically are looking a little bit dicey here now. You know, testing those lows over the last uh, several years. So you know, if we do break down here it could open the, the floodgates in the near term but again in the longer term we are very bullish on the prospects for gold and we think uh, that lifts the miners up um, eventually all right dana let's also look at another resource stock area in the mining stocks that actually has been shining really for some time now but it's rolled over a little bit recently and that's the uranium stocks how are you looking at the uranium stocks yeah, we are long uranium and uh, actually long uranium miners as well as of really the last uh, week. We do like the prospects for uranium. We think there's uh, more to go there. And I think the miners themselves may be even more to go in the miners. Perhaps started seeing a lot of stories in the media uh, over the last month or so um, with performance, with you know price action comes notoriety. And it comes uh, also comes money flow. So money's going to f- follow price and uh, perhaps maybe got ahead of themselves and got ahead of itself a little bit as far as uh, investment sentiment is concerned. But uh, I don't see any reason, you know, after a, a short term consolidation that uh, uranium as well as the miners can't make uh, a, a nice further run higher. Looking at some of the uh, ETFs, URA, URNM. Kind of consolidated, kind of kind of moved sideways over the last really three years or so, and they've been on a nice run, uh, but really got up to basically where the highs were a couple of years ago. So not surprising to see it uh, consolidate uh, temporarily, but I think there's more to go. You know, we had a breakout in uh, the miners specifically pulling back, and uh, we'll see if that was a false breakout or not. I bet. That this this level generally holds, and uh, we'll look to uh, add a little bit further exposure into any uh, pullback in this vicinity. So uh, we are we are pretty constructive on uranium and the miners as well. Dana, if you take a step back and understanding that you you juggle your positions, you weight your positions too. There are any areas, any positions that you have that maybe are your most confident, your largest positions for the upside. So our model is really uh, most correlated to the broader uh, equity market. So something in a, a broader average is something that we're going to have our biggest position in just because it is correlated. And if our model's bullish, then we'll, our, our, our positions will be largest in those, uh, in those ETFs. So something like the equal weight S&P, which, you know, it's, it's obviously a larger cap as opposed to this the broad market, but it is a uh, equal weight and a broader large cap average. So we have a, a large position in there. And unlike some of the broader averages have like, kind of lagged of late, uh, we do see the equal weight uh, remaining constructive and actually hitting new rally highs today. And also uh, some other broad averages like the mid cap also hitting uh, new rally highs as well. So some of the broader averages only because uh, they correlate the most with our risk model on an intermediate term basis. So those will generally be our largest positions when we are on a buy signal. 
but from there we'll go to uh, relative strength. So we want to concentrate uh, the rest of our portfolio in those areas that are performing well. And right now, frankly, we've got a pretty wide array of areas that have been working for a while, including technology and then uh, some other areas um, of late uh, industrials. And then uh, also a wide swath of uh, and a growing swath of international markets, which um, are have been constructive areas or uh, countries like Japan and India. We've been long for a while, but uh, even several markets in Europe that are really emerging and the EFA in general, as well as um, just added uh, in the last few weeks, added some exposure to Canada, look, which looks ready for another um, up leg there. So I guess as a manager that really looks for solid breath, good internals, and good participation in order to be confident in a um, continued move higher, I guess that breadth of uh, constructive charts whether it's uh, in the domestic market or internationally, really uh, gives us more fodder for continuing to expect further upside here. Yeah, Dana, I like that you have such a diversified portfolio across different sectors and both domestically and internationally and looking at a lot of subsectors within the markets and really spreading your bets around, but the areas where you think there's growth. What about one other sector we don't talk to you as much about, but it's kind of outside the normal markets and that's the cryptocurrencies. How are you looking at the crypto markets? Yeah, cryptos have been uh, kind of whiplashy. We have seen maybe a uh, key development over the last couple of weeks. We're looking at uh, Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum bumping into some uh, key key resistance on a longer term basis, mainly due to some uh, Fibonacci analysis from those highs from a couple of years ago. But uh, we're looking around 48, 49,000 on Bitcoin, which it did overtake, and uh, around that 24 to 2500 level in Ethereum, which broke. So, from that perspective, that opens up further upside as long as we can hold those levels. So, I would say benefit of the doubt right now would be uh, to the upside in cryptos, and we'd be looking to add further exposure on any dip down towards those breakout levels. All right, Dana, thank you so much for sharing your positioning in these markets. We continue to get a whole lot of mixed signals depending on which commentators we talk to and what markets they are more biased to. I appreciate how you just look at your models, look at the charts, and play momentum. It's worked very well for you since we've been chatting over the last probably four years now. If you want to check out more on Dana's trading, you can visit the Lion Share Pro website, which I will link to below. Dana, we'll chat again in another couple weeks. Thanks for your time. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys.